Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Marble Falls, Texas. This is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the moist and sweet fondant of truth Ooh. and the dense and burnt sinking tunnel of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. I've got a question, I've got a question, and you don't, cause I do. Okay, I get it, you've got a listener question, no need to tease us like that. Oh, sorry, I must have uh, accidentally switched to na-na-na-na-na mode. Hang on. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a mode. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, there we go. Uh, Deborah. Yes? Sorry about that. It might have sounded like I was teasing you. I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I've got a <laughs> listener question. Uh, let me see. You Here it is. Hi, I'm Dominic. I would like to wonder, have you ever been a contestant on the Big Fib? Well, you know, Dominic, first of all, I would say you can wonder. That's fine. Uh, I would love to be a contestant on the Big Fib. Sadly... Deborah will not let me. Wait, what? I didn't know you wanted to be a contestant. <laughs> Scoff. <laughs> what do you mean? I tell you all the time that I want to be a contestant. Well, you must be telling me in your mind because this is the first I'm hearing of it out loud. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes I forget to open my mouth hole. Sorry about that. Okay, well, anyway, I guess we could do a special episode, though it'd be a little unusual. I mean, we are trying to show that kids are really the best at spotting liars, but I guess... Come on, please, 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 Deborah. Can I please let me be a contestant? Can I please, please, please? Uh, 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 okay, I'm sure we can make that happen. Woohoo! My dreams have come true! <laughs> okay, I'll just need to find a replacement robot for sound effects. Wait, uh, what? A replacement? Yeah, to make the sound effects while you're a contestant. Do you have the contact information for Fran, whose name stands for Foley Robot and Noisemaker? Talk about world-class sound effects. It would be such a treat to have Fran on the show. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm really not that interested in being a contestant. Uh, you're not? Yeah, I realize now that it would be far too easy for me to figure out who the big fibber is because of all the knowledge I've downloaded about all the uh, things. And that's not really fair, is it? I guess not. But you were so excited to play. Over it. Kids spot liars. Lisa makes all the sound effects. Deborah does whatever Debra's do, okay? <laughs> it's all good. All right, well, if you're back to sound effects mode all the time, every day, whenever we're here... I'm here. I guess you can do what you do best, which is telling us how our game works. <laughs> yeah, I, I can because I am the sound effects robot with all the sounds you'd ever want, unlike any of those other piles of junk robots like Fran. Nice okay. try, Fran. <laughs> 
Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope. I mean, really, like, that's our big plan. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about cake. Sweet baked food made with flour, eggs, and sugar. And we're going to learn all about cake along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who loves to play the drums, Sam Kramer. Hi, Sam. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, we're doing great, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Excellent. All right, and you love to play the drums. Do you play drums in school? Are you in a band? I am in a band, but we haven't really done any, like, actual stuff yet. We just kind of jam in a garage. Do you have a name for your band? It's called Uncle Mustache. Okay, do I want to know why that's the name of the band? Well, we just thought it'd be funny, and every time we perform, we try to put on fake mustaches, so we all have (laughs) nicknames after every single mustache. Love it. And what's yours? I am walrus, personally. (laughs) That's fantastic. So clever. What kind of music do you play? We play all kinds of music from, like, classic rock to, like, you know, other stuff. Other stuff. What was the last thing that you played with Uncle Mustache in the garage? I think the last thing we played was Elton John song. Hmm, I've heard of him. Very nice. Was it the one about how it's dangerous to have candles in the wind? Because um, <laughs> somebody might think it's their birthday, but then they won't be able to blow out the candles because the wind does it for you and then their wish won't come true? Not sure if that's the meaning of that song. That's my yeah. favorite song. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good comment. That's kind of the only comment you can make. Very good. Okay, well, we want to learn some more fun facts about you, Sam, but we are going to do it Big Fib style, playing Two Truths and a Lie. Sam, you are going to tell us two truths and one lie, and we have to figure out, using a little bit of critical thinking and maybe some guesswork, which one is the lie. Please, Sam, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. I once have snowboarded in Montana when it was 40 degrees below zero. I'm the tallest person in my class, Mm. and I'm a voiceover actor. Okay. Mm. He does have a nice voice. What do you think, Lisa? All right. So this is probably pretty easy. Okay. Before I answer, Sam, could I please get uh, your height as well as all the heights of the people no. in your class? You cannot. No. Mm-mm. That's cheating. But that would, no, it wouldn't be. It would help me answer the question. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, Sam claims that one of these is uh, a lie. 40 degrees, snowboard, tallest person, voiceover. Okay. So I feel that... The only real answer is that the snowboarding is the lie because the other two go together. If he is the tallest person in his class, then he would always be talking over them. So it would make sense (laughs) that he was a voice over actor. Nice. So those two go together. So then the other one's clearly the lie. That's the only uh, answer left to us. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, there's just a moment of genius, and I just want to savor that moment now. Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay, Sam, which one of those things is actually a lie? 
The lie is that I am the tallest person in my class. <gasps> I am not the tallest person in my class. So you are not voicing over anyone. But wait a minute. That does mean that you have snowboarded in Montana when it was 40 degrees below zero Fahrenheit, I'm guessing. Yes? Yes. That is awfully cold. Why would you do such a thing? Did someone force you? No, we were kind of on like a family trip and I didn't go out for that long. We just did like a couple times because it was very cold. Well, that may actually make sense. Now I understand because if you're going snowboarding when it's 40 degrees below, then you would need to voice uh, over right. 40 degrees. And that's what I was thinking. That's where I get confused. Oh, I see. I see. All right. Well, a little too late now, but thank you very much. Well delivered, Sam. I think you're going to do very well, especially if you know a thing or to about cake. Have you ever eaten cake? Yes, I have, in fact. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? I've always kind of been a fan of cheesecake. Mmm, give me some brie cake. Oh, no, that's not what he means at all. All right, we are all warmed up, and I think it's time to learn all about cake, but we need our experts. So, Lisa, can you please give us some welcome music for our cake experts? Cake, that's all I'll be thinking About when you're talking So if you didn't bring Then please go home and get some Cake, Woo! Top 40, for sure. Yeah, I don't usually do covers, but... <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. All right. Our first expert is Gerard Stanger. Gerard, please introduce yourself to Sam. Hi, Sam. I am a cake recipe tester. Very good. Thank you very much. And our next expert is Amber Kroom. Amber, please introduce yourself to Sam. Hi, Sam. Uh, my name is Chef Amber, and I'm an executive pastry chef, and I make all things cake and sweet related. Okay. Drop it like it's hot. Tell us about those sounds you're piping in, Lisa. I'm piping in the sounds of hot seat time. Yes, it is time for the hot seat section, and that's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Sam's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Amber Kroom, because her last name has the word room in it, and a room is a place with a bed. And a bed is a place where I can sleep. And now I'm going to take a nap. Good night. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wait, wait. No, no. Okay, thank you. You can take your nap later. Very good. Okay, so Sam, what is your first question for Amber? What does someone with your job have to do with cake? Oh, man, I bet the best question is what does somebody in my job have to not do with cake? We oh. do everything with cake. We make sculptures, we make birthday cakes, we make tall cakes, small cakes, wide cakes, like we make all kind of cakes. We do the mini ones, we do the glazed ones that are like entremets, we do birthday cakes, wedding cakes, everything. You name it, we do it. Wow, that's a lot of cake. Have you ever made a cake that has green on it? <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. I've made quite a few green cakes. <laughs> they really have done everything, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> now you've heard everything. Okay, take it away, Sam. Gerard, this question is for you. What is the hardest kind of cake for you to make? In my opinion, the black cake is the hardest cake to make. 
like a black hole cake no. where the cake sucks in all the other cake in the universe? No, sit down. <laughs> sit down. It's like a food cake. My family is from the West Indies. And this is the traditional cake we use, for example, at a wedding. And it takes about six months to make this cake. What? Yes. And so it's really difficult because of the fact that it kind of has to marinate in rum and it has to marinate with all the ingredients. It's kind of difficult because you want it to taste like cake, obviously. But what happens is if you use too much rum or too much molasses or something like that, then it's going to be mushy and it's not good. But if you follow the directions exactly, it comes out great. If you don't, it comes out terrible. Oh, and it eats your whole town. (laughs) (laughs) Beware the black cake. It does sound very complicated and like it would take a long time. You have to plan way out in advance. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay, back to you, Sam. This question could be for either of you. Can you tell me why most cakes are round? Most cakes are round, honestly, because they're the easiest to actually cover. They're the easiest to put buttercream on. They're the easiest to put fondant on. And most of the tins we have to actually bake the cakes in, there is a multitude of them. So most of the time people will use the round cakes for that reason, because trying to cover and ice a square cake or anything like that, it's very, very hard. Good point. Amber, this question is for you. What are some interesting facts about cake that you think most people don't know? There is like a multitude of really crazy, wacky cakes that you wouldn't think actually exist in the world. Hmm. One of them being a salad cake. What? (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Which is actually pretty big in Japan and Asia where they just take like whole vegetables and like a soy flour and they combine it with something silky like a cheese or like a tofu. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) To make it into a cake. Another really, really interesting thing that people didn't know about cakes, you also asked why cakes were round, like to really kind of go into it a little bit. Um, They were normally round because when cakes first came on a scene, they were used to be rolled into balls. So it was easier to actually bake the cakes round and shape them into balls. Really crazy, right? That does sound crazy. Excellent question, Sam. Well done. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. 
Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Sam will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for the next expert to do the same. Expert, you'll have to whisk through these questions. All right, Sam, let's start with Gerard. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. What's the main difference between icing and frosting? Frosting is a lot thicker, and icing is used to just kind of cover the cake. Fact or fib, the most searched cake on the United States is red velvet cake. The most searched cake in the United States is cheesecake. What is the name of the small cake made to serve one person? Obviously a cupcake. Wedding cake. What is the traditional flavor of wedding cake in England? A pound cake. Fish and chips. What do you call the small silver sugar spheres or colorful candy covered in a hard shell used for decorating cakes? I think you're talking about a drizzle. Which company sold the first cake mix in 1933? Well, that's easy. Duncan Hines. What kind of spatula is used to make swirls with frosting or spread frosting smoothly around the cake? We call that an off-pan spatula. How heavy was the cake baked for Las Vegas's centennial birthday? I don't know for sure, but I think it was something like 300 pounds. And that is time. That's all the time. The answer is 1.6 trillion pounds. Okay, no. All right, Lisa, can you do us a favor and please reset the timer? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. All right, Sam, you can ask Amber your shorts on fire questions now. Name two cake mixing methods. Creaming and the reverse creaming method. Which cake originally called for a pound of flour, a pound of sugar, and a pound of butter? I think that'd be a pound cake. (laughs) How much did the most expensive cake in the world cost? I think that cake was about $75 million. Whoa. Which cake's name means 1,000 layers in French? That would be Milfoy. What kind of cake was first baked hundreds of years ago when people lined pans with fruit and cooked on cast iron skillets over open fires? I could be wrong. I think that might be a tartan. Name a type of cake that isn't really a cake. A cheesecake. What? Okay. What is the cone-shaped bag you use for decorating cake? Piping bag. Why might cake be too dense? Improper mixing, too much flour, overbaking. And that is time. Not enough schooling. 
<laughs> Very good. It's decision time. Sam must sift through everything he's heard today and tell us, Sam, who is our big cake fibber? I think the fibber is Amber. <gasps> Whoa. Why do you think Amber is the fibber? Why? Well, even though this might be true, I am insulted when I hear that a cheesecake isn't really a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perhaps it's a lie. We're going to find out. But is that the reason that you picked her? No. It was the question that I asked why most cakes are round. I don't think she's right about the cake balls. Mm, Okay, let's find out. Will our actual cake expert please say, I am the cake expert? I'm the cake expert. Expert. (laughs) Chef Amber Kroom is the founder and executive pastry chef at confectionery studio A4D, or And for Dessert, and has competed on the Food Network three times and was crowned Chop Champion on the Chopped Sweets show. What? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. <laughs> okay, we have a lot to unpack here, don't we? All right. So let's do some fact-checking. Amber, how were Gerard's statements marbled with lies? Oh, man. He had some lies up in there. <laughs> <laughs> he did have some right ones about the cupcake and the georgettes, but the first cake mix was by P. Duff and Sons. Oh. Um, the most searched cake is actually a chocolate cake. Oh. The world's heaviest cake weighed in 6.18 tons. No way. That's a lot of flour. That's a lot of flour. And it's not an offhand spatula. It's an <laughs> offset spatula. Oh, <laughs> tricky one. That was a tricky one. That was one. tricky. <laughs> And the cake, it is, they were actually rolled into balls. That's why they were rounded because it's easier when they are round to actually start to mold them into balls. So I know that sounds like a lie. Right. But (laughs) as we know, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. We know this. And Gerard, tell us how you layered one lie on top of the next. Except for the black cake, I made up everything. There is a black cake. That takes six months to bake? At least. Oh my God, that sounds crazy too. So it doesn't take six months to bake, it takes six months to to cure it. To prepare it, right. You know, where I'm from, ain't nobody got time for that. That's where I'm from too. (laughs) I'm from the same place. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But that is very much a Caribbean cake to make. It is quite delicious. I will not tell you. Kids cannot eat it. You will definitely not be able to partake of this cake. Yes, it's rum. Oh, so it's not just for flavor. There's just plenty of rum in there. That's a grown-up cake. Okay, good to know. And also the traditional flavor of wedding cake in England is fruit cake. Okay, well, our show is now fully baked. Thanks to our contestant, Sam, who really does take the cake. Thank you to our expert and liar, Amber and Gerard. And thanks to Lisa for mixing the batter beats. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we pound out lies. And if you can always tell the truth, you can have your cake and eat it too. Vogue! Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. You know, while you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib. Also, you can send questions for me to answer on the show. 
I'll probably answer them in a very silly way. <laughs> and follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind the scenes photos and more true facts. And also send me cake. Lots and lots of cake. Just send it to me and I'll eat it. I won't ask questions. Please don't take six months to do it. <laughs> talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a webby winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.